Hello and welcome to Pop Salsa, a movie and TV show that brings you the freshest takes on the most recent events and topics from geek culture. I am your host, like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy and co-host, Ernesto. Hey, how's it going? Let's get into it, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So this week, we, uh, again, not a lot to talk about, but what we do have to talk about is exciting for us, and hopefully it will be exciting for you guys as well. Uh, Dune. We we said we're gonna Ooh. we're gonna talk about that last week, but we kind of got ahead of ourselves and just delve into <laughs> Guardians, um, Oppenheimer, a new trailer, Dune Dune two trailer, Oppenheimer, new trailer, uh, Spider Man yeah, yeah. into across the Spider Verse, in the multiverse of man. Uh, what no? What's it? What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, into the Spider Verse. No, that or, was the first one, it? right? Yeah. yeah. Cross? Yeah, yeah. Whatever the fuck. A lot of Spideys. No, across, yeah, across. You're right. Across, across. across the universe, a new trailer. And uh, some happenings over at Disney. Uh, there kind of seems to have been a, I don't know, like a fire drill or some shit. A lot of people got fired earlier in the year from Disney. And now they're right, starting right. to make their moves. Like we all saw this happen last year in the uh, Warner Brothers Discovery merger. But now yeah. we're trying to, we're starting to see shades of that from uh disney side and um, apparently disney plus and hulu by the end of the year are going to be one yeah who would have thunk yeah exactly right um (laughs) (laughs) uh that's that's the thing we were talking about a little bit before we started recording is that on over on hbo side which is now Max, max right yeah max yeah max they have the science Sciencey stuff, you know, with Discovery, and then the it's not TV, it's HBO stuff from Warner Brothers, <laughs> and yeah. uh, Warner Brothers also had a has a sort of a sports element to it. You know, they they dip yeah. their toe in, in broadcasting live live sports. Uh, for right now, as far as I know, they're only doing um, men and women's U.S. national soccer team, mm-hmm. um, which I actually saw on HBO. Uh, last month, oh. yeah, Jeez. there was a yeah. there was a game, a USA game, and I was like, I couldn't find it on any of the other channels I watch, so I was like, fuck it, go on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, uh, that the reach is pretty. I thought it would be just kind of a, you know, fledgling kind of shows. I don't know in terms of sports, but yeah, that's pretty nice. Well, yeah, I mean, right now, um, historically, this country has never really accepted soccer as a legitimate sport. For some fucking reason, mm. I don't know. Even though it's mm. the the global sport, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, there has been a, a big push in 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 this country about uh, accepting it, and, and it's growing. And I feel like uh, HBO having the the distribution to some extent to watch the shows. It's again another step of the the reach of you know soccer taking over this country. Which I'm you know as as you guys know, I'm a massive fan. So. For me, yeah, yeah, you, I'm all. You, you have like a whole holiday. Oh yeah, for yeah, it, right? of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like it's funny though. Like um, a few years ago, uh, John Oliver did a, a piece on the show about the World Cup, and he's uh, and he's talking about how corrupt and horrible the FIFA organi- the organization is, but ultimately he ends it as like is the only thing that gives our life any meaning. I'm like, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's like yeah i mean it's the majority of things around here right it's just like who some some underage child like built your iphone mm-hmm. but like the possibilities are endless you know what I mean? or something like yeah that. there's there's you know, there's nothing that gives us joy in like the first world that some third world some poor third world person living in a third world country fucking <laughs> paid, was paid pennies on the day for you know, to, yeah to build. it's it's so same with like yeah with football i mean soccer yeah it's horrific um but now so disney plus it, it's kind of like pointing towards that they're going to meld all three of the apps right because disney owns the majority if not all of uh, espn yeah i yeah that's is that not part of I thought it was part of Disney and stuff. Yeah. No, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they had said in the article that, that they were going to take control, 100% control of Hulu. That's why the merge was happening. But I was yeah, like, didn't they yeah, already yeah. own it? So. Yeah, they they owned, a, they owned a market share or at least a bit of it. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like, you know, that's their foothold. And then they just go into the DMs of Hulu and it's like, yo, like we're going to buy you for like 7.3 billion or something like that. Jesus, man. 
But yeah, all, or something. I don't know if that's the exact number, but it's a pretty beefy amount of change. Yeah, I mean, like when they bought um, Lucasfilm and Marvel, it was like four billion each, right? So seven doesn't seem that far, that far yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, as <laughs> chump changes. <laughs> Yeah, who the thunk acquisitions are just get? I mean, I, that's the nature of the game, right? Acquisitions are are gonna get higher, but the B word, you know, billions, mm. is just being thrown around so so casually, you know, like yeah, we bought this company, it only cost us sixty three billion dollars. Yeah, I'm like oh Jesus. Yeah, what's <laughs> can I have a fraction of a fraction of that? What's even wilder is that nobody's throwing around the M word anymore. Right, <laughs> that's so old school, Joel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I remember coming up, like, the whole thing about being a monopoly was a bad thing, but now you could just openly be a monopoly and everybody praises you for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so them Disney adding Hulu, it, 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 that, my one issue is that this this is for the adult kind of shows, right? Mm-hmm. It's something to have that includes to have all those things under one umbrella. But I don't know how they're going to categorize these things. Because at least for HBO, there isn't this definite... Like, you have DC, right? And you have like kind of the umbrella on DC. But you have a bunch of other Marvel stuff. And a lot, some of them are fairly mature. Like, we watched Guardians Volume 3. And that definitely has to go into the mature aisle. But it's also Disney Plus. Yeah. Product, so. I, I kind of feel or like Disney. they're going to go with, like, like, like you said on HBO side, like they have hubs. So you, mm. you get to choose, and obviously there's going to be a mature rating or or a kid's profile setting, t- that type of shit. Um, that's going to separate everything easy for you. You're not going to have to worry about your four-year-old watching Deadpool. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though there were probably those kids in the theater yeah, they're, when that came they're out. They're better off if, if, you, if you show them <laughs> Deadpool early. You know, the earlier, the better. <laughs> <laughs> I can just... I just there were people I remember when I watched Guardians there were kids in there yeah me too and then they're, they're just yeah right and they're just non-stop like spoilers but there's a big chunk of it is uh, animal abuse yeah oh my god so like that's just that's a constant theme not the whole thing so I can just imagine kids like oh my god we're gonna watch a funny show like nope <laughs> yeah um, I recently re-saw uh, Guardians 1 and there was a lot of shit in it like not, I'm not shit <laughs> I'm talking about the word shit you know it was said yeah. by almost everybody in that yeah. and I was kind of surprised because like what you said it these are movies especially Guardians that are catered to younger the younger audience and i don't know about you but when i was a kid swearing it kind of lost its mystique for me as i grew up but when i was a kid (laughs) you're oh swearing you're not supposed to say these words and you know to the point where damn was a word a bad word you know you couldn't say damn oh yeah that type of shit yeah yeah i was right there with uh with hell Mm. Like uh, I, I think it was Beavis and Butthead, and the big I think one of the biggest issue. Well, the biggest issue for me because my mom's like, yeah, I don't watch that show. I was like, why can't I watch this show? And it turns out that they say what the hell a lot. Mm. So like, what the hell is what your gateway drug in terms of like you know what the hell, you know what the f, you know right, you know that that's 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 what's gonna get you started on that path. Yeah. I don't, yeah, so now first, I'm watching Garden and it's like shit and like what the shit or bullshit. They had the first F bomb, like right? The first they said yeah. in the whole is it the whole MCU yeah. or just the, the Guardian? The, the whole MCU. Okay, yeah. The whole the whole entirety of the MCU, yeah. Yeah, that's I guess like James Gunn wanted to go out on a bang, right? <laughs> <laughs> Are they allowed? It's PG thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. Or was they're allowed allowed yeah, with a, one. And I think they're allowed with one. Yeah, I think context matters as well. Oh, okay. So like you can't so, you can't say I'm gonna go fuck somebody. Yeah, I think it has yeah. to say like in a in a, a frustrating way. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, mm-hmm. the scene that he says it is is, is a relatively <laughs> frustrating way. And, and now that you think about it, it's not really a spoiler, but that scene, uh, Nebula is trying to get into a car, and I feel like we've all been there. Yeah, I've definitely oh God, been there yes. where I'm trying to pull it. And then they unlock it, but that locks it, and you try to pull it again. And then I think Nebula presses the keyhole, and I've done that before <laughs> too. <laughs> so, so I feel like that scene is is so relatable. Yeah, that it does build on, like you said, it has to be frustrating, and everyone can relate to some a hole trying to get into your car, and you're trying to let them into your car, but they don't know how to open the door. Yeah, especially those of us who are uh, had the fortune of growing up with all the cars. Where yeah. this is like when you still had to crank your window down 
you know, that type of shit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Electronic locks were a novelty in my house to, to, yeah. <laughs> to some extent. But I, I get totally that that the whole scene being an entire, entirely relatable to a, a, a generation of people. Yeah. You know, like yeah, now my car, I don't even need to like unlock it. I just grab the handle and it unlocks. Oh, look at you living in the future. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting concept though, or how they're going to, to, to handle this. Just because you said like there was a shit storm when they started putting mature content on the Disney Plus app. And now that they have yeah. an outlet for all of Fox's catalog... You know, they, it kind of makes yeah. sense to have it on, on two different platforms to avoid that, to avoid parent responsibility on to be true, you know, honestly. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I remember when they put Logan and they're like, what's next? Like strippers and whores and like, yeah. stuff like that. So it's, I, I don't say this a lot mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, these mega corporations, but good on Disney. Mm-hmm. Good on Disney on taking a stance because, you know, there's the money, of course, right? Have Not having these IPs on a very universal server or app, I mean, it, it, you're going to lose interest, right? People Like Disney Plus, you can only watch so much Star Wars and Marvel, right? And stuff like that. So when, when they're having a choice and actually having it with the restrictions as well is also a good workaround. Like that, that's the responsibility. They don't want to get sued, mm-hmm. Right, so like here, it's not our fault your daughter watched Deadpool or something like that. You didn't put, you know, you didn't put parental locks yet. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's one thing that we know about being American is that we have the right to sue anybody for anything. Um, yeah. Like, obviously, like it, 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 the classic example is that that case of the uh, that the lady sued McDonald's for burning her with because they gave her hot coffee. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. shit, you're gonna get burned. But yeah. <laughs> hey, she won. So you know who's the idiot now, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So when it comes to that, it, it's he's finally like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna have mature stuff, mm-hmm. and that's just gonna be how the name of the game is gonna be. Like if they lose, you know that part that's super conservative, or like, oh my gosh, we don't want like Deadpool. Don't put that on Disney Plus. It's like then put locks on it. You know what I mean? It's kind of try you have more control in your kid yeah like you just don't leave him rough shot on you know hbo max to look at any show like doom patrol which is like profane as hell yeah and i bet the those the, the the same family complaining and bitching that that there is you know logan on h on disney plus are buying their kids fucking rated mature games and shit you know yeah <laughs> yeah where, where does the line go it reminds me of i don't i don't mean to go on tangents but it reminds me of you know with comics you know the comic authority and them like oh my gosh comics are the load are the road to satan and then to some extent books as well to some extent like every new medium has had that prosecution from some sort of those parents they're like oh our kids aren't paying attention to us it must be video games fault or mm-hmm. something like that or music's fault or books in general you know or or comic books stuff like that and it's you know control your kid or your kid's gonna do what your kid's gonna do like like you said before there are things online that they can find yeah and even if you strict them at home can you stop them at school like, can you stop them at the library? You know, you, you can, you can't, they're going to find that information one way or another. And it's, it's best to mitigate it the best way you can and having like locks on it. Like don't watch Deadpool now, but when you're older, sure. Why not? Yeah. I mean like those, it, it, it harkens back to like those, um, those, uh, those parents that when you're in school, they were like, cool. You thought they were cool just because mm-hmm. they, they let their kids do whatever they want and stuff like that. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, y- yeah you know like we're growing up we are bound to explore you know the the outside of the whatever fence our parents put around us and like those parents who are like they're they're gonna drink if they go out to a party they're gonna drink i'd rather them be here at home where i could watch them and make sure they don't do anything stupid yeah like i mean yeah you're not you don't want your your you know underage your 17 year or your 16 year old or whatever drinking but at the same time like they're gonna do it regardless so have it yeah. be done or you could keep an eye on it the best you can. 
Yeah. yeah. Or teach them. Exactly. Teach like, them. Like, te- teach them. Have a dialogue with your kid. Like, hey, don't drink. Like, you know, I wish I had this when I was drinking. But, you know, don't drink a bottle of tequila all at once. You know what I mean? But, like, just, yeah, just, that's a rookie just move, Just because son. it Come makes on. you. Yeah, right. It's a rookie move. Why are you drinking this? Or just, you know, like, just just because it makes you feel good doesn't mean you can drink the whole bottle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. Because there are boundaries and better than someone you know right mm-hmm. than a stranger at a bar or you know some sort of some adult that you don't know i'd rather have someone teach me the boundaries and so i know where to play rather than you just stripping those boundaries away from me mm-hmm. and when i when that do stumble upon there it's going to be even tougher for me because i don't know the really definite you know i feel like every parent's drank you know at yeah. some at some point or experimented at some point and the best way to avoid your kid and becoming you know a bad influence is to inform them yeah why you don't do that why aren't we watching deadpool well because there's a lot of sex in it and i don't think you're old enough to you know see that it's, right just be straight but you know yeah. who, well then look how i turned out so yeah well <laughs> what at what age did you watch your first rated r movie Rated R? Oh, God. I didn't even have a choice. Uh, I think it was around 10. 10? Definitely underneath 13 years old. Yeah. Because I was in the Philippines. So there wasn't a restriction with that. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't in the Philippines. I was here in the United States. But yeah, my <laughs> my dad did not give a fuck. If there was like nudity, he'd yeah. be like, turn away. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, pretty, away. that's pretty much Wait, all he said. <laughs> Which is like, like just a kind of a, a paradox. Like, turn away. You're gonna look. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, turn me, away. Don't look. Make me want to look, look at more. what? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Stuff like, yeah. My, my my dad did didn't say that, but he would put his hand in front of my in front of my Overized, my eyes. Yeah. But you can hear like the gore. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like it's not like you're helping me or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, yo, I'm I'm a per- perfectly functioning adult. But yeah. at the same time, like I know, like I was able to explore and able to learn right from wrong by my own choosing to some extent, you know, like there was obviously yeah. things that I didn't do because my parents told me not to and they didn't let me. But when in the in the <laughs> own realm, in my own little world that I was living in, I was able to like, you know, to go outside and play and make a, a fucking dig a hole or some shit, you know, play with a sticker, that type of stuff. And, yeah. and I, if I got hurt, I got hurt, you know, yeah. I broke I've broken both my arms, my leg, and and that wasn't because <laughs> that was that wasn't because I was I was sheltered. I was because I was out out exploring. But what did I learn? I yeah. learned not to cop a fence anymore. I learned not yeah. to not yeah, to climb right, on a, right. a tree that fell. Like, you know, I learned on right. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So the Disney Plus and Hulu is that proverbial tree. Exactly. Right. Like like they're gonna fall on it. They're gonna you know not hopefully you know, break their d- digital leg mm-hmm. <laughs> for example or something but like so might as well show them why or restrict it because they're mature content and like it's gonna affect them tremendously if they see this before a certain age like it's it's it's, it's as easy as that but you know i, I don't have kids so i would probably change if i have kids but yeah, that's probably, that's how I would parent. <laughs> just 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 tell them like it, it's keeping it away from them and not saying why. It feels like that's the be- that's a good that's a big injustice. Yeah, totally. Rather than just kind of telling them why you can't watch this at the moment. You know. Yeah, I mean, like the like you said, it's the the way to parent. It's evolved over the years. Like our parents. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure our parents today would be fucking like arrested for child abuse or some shit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> for real though. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, th- I'm glad that's not there. No. You know, but sometimes you know it's just uh, something. You know, <laughs> no, man, you learn. Trust me, you get a a a, a, yeah. a, a little slap to the back to the mouth. You you're you'll learn. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) another like little exciting news that was like thrown into the whole big D uh, Disney plus merging is that rogue squadron is still happening, which is interesting. Um, usually movies that are shelved stay that way. And that's pretty much spells death for them. But Mm. Kathleen Kennedy came out, uh, earlier, earlier last week and said that, yeah, you know, it's still happening. I don't know why everybody's like, no, it's not, but it's still happening, which it's interesting. And I hope, that they keep Patty Jenkins. Yeah, definitely. I remember when we saw the little teaser where her—is uh, it wrong to say lineage? Her, <laughs> her family is with is is with that Air Force kind of culture. Mm-hmm. 
So to see a director live that and see that first person and work with Star Wars and Rogue Squadron stuff, like I would love to have her there as well. Yeah. Like she looks, it was like she she had like I don't remember the teaser, but she had a like a rebel helmet, mm-hmm. and she was like on an air force base yeah. or something like that. It was it's such an extra marketing ploy that I I'm like I'm right there for I'm right there with it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome. Like a, a Rogue Squadron is a game I love playing on my 64, and finally yeah. seeing it come to life in a, in a live action, it just it was like so so much good news. I was trying to figure out a way to uh, make this sound a little more eloquent but it was like so much good news coming out of bad news especially from star wars like there was a that period of time where after solo where everything seemed like they didn't want to keep doing star wars anymore and then mandalorian came back and like yeah you know let's let's tip dip our toe into it and now it feels like they learned their lesson right um, the ar- oh, the yeah. article is pointing out how uh, Kathleen Kennedy was saying that the movies are going to come out when they're ready. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, it's not going to stick to this every other year schedule that they they kind of like force the, themselves upon. Yeah, absolutely. You can, they're trying to follow that Marvel S schedule, and to, so that worked for Marvel because they had what a couple of years mm-hmm. <laughs> to build that that mystique. But Star Wars, you kind of have to let it marinate. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can have content in the TV show, which is great that they're doing that. But also that there's a direction now. I mean, at Celebration 2023, like they, they I mean, we, we see all of it too. We see the whole um, the timeline and like where these movies fit and where these movies existed on. So like having that is already far way better than what we've had for the sequel trilogy. Because the sequel trilogy is just like, what, where do we base it on? You know, mm-hmm. we just follow up, we follow up return and stuff like that. But having a definite blueprint on where things land and where they're going to exist it feels like like you said if most films if they go on the shelf they're they're probably dead right but considering that now there is this timeline like there's a good ballpark where rogue squadron can exist and there's room for it to to grow and move and stuff like that rather than being like where does this exist or where does this have in the star wars universe exactly it's it's a movie that hopefully comes out within the next five years or so um, just because, <laughs> yeah, just mainly, yeah. this is just me being selfish because I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see. I don't want. It's, I'm not comparing, but I want to see Top Gun and Star Wars. Oh, that'd be dope. You know, not not just not. I just want to see Tom Cruise and Star Wars, but you know those maneuvers, mm-hmm. right? Like bring that into the Star Wars verse, where just just like dog fighting and you know, you know, pull up or like. I could imagine the scene at the end of Top Gun Maverick where they're dodging missiles. It's a spoiler. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But they're dodging missiles and stuff. And it's not really a spoiler. They're training for it for the whole film. <laughs> but they, they dodge missiles. I could see something where they do that for a Rogue Squadron where they're not dodging missiles. But, you know, there's a fire. There's a dog fight. And they're so, you know, yeah. like, it's on my tail. I can't shake them. Like, I got, you know, stuff like that. Like that, the battle, so, the, the, the battle scene, the, the space battle scene in Rogue One. When they all just start mm-hmm. showing up and they, they start engaging at the t- at the same time, yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah, dope. <laughs> dude, something like that. It would be dope to hell to see that in a movie and like throughout the whole movie yeah. or something like that. Now, would this yeah. this be a perfect opportunity to like seed Poe, his origin stories in it, like why he's such a oh, I'm getting chills. Why he's such a great getting... a great pilot, or do you want to keep it separate from like keep this separate from everything else? I want to keep it separate. Yeah. As much as I would love to see an origin story, mm-hmm. I'm kind of tired of seeing films try to tie up to another property. Yeah, you know, like it's it's cool to see that, but you can you can nod to it. Mm-hmm. You can very well nod to it. Like Maverick again. I'm bringing up Maverick because they they don't force scenes for you. They kind of just nod to it. Right, like he he did this, and there's like a photo. There's goose. You don't have to you know cut to another scene with goose and stuff like that. <laughs> You know, it's I would I would love it to build their own thing mm-hmm. rather than you know relying on Oscar Isaac's beautiful face. What about having it be like because uh, his name was Poe Dameron, right? Yeah, be like yeah. Dameron's grandmother or grandfather or something. You know, grandma, grandpa. Yeah, see that that would be better. Yeah, yeah that would, that would, that would be what was what it? Uh, what what's the film that we watched? That was, oh Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Right, it's a generation detached. Yeah. And I feel like that's better than being a follow-up because it kind of muddies the waters when it's tied directly to that person. So rather than be Poe's dad, Poe's like son, it'd be like a precursor to that. Yeah. If it's Rogue Squadron, it has to be during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. So Poe's parents are, were very active probably during that time. Or maybe Paul Poe's like lineage. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, that's it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, concept for a movie. And I trust Petty Jenkins, especially like solely off of the first Wonder Woman. The second Wonder Woman, we don't have to talk yeah. about. But the first one, it was awesome. Yeah. Good job on that one, yeah, Petty. See, so. see, yeah. The, <laughs> oh, the, I, if she took the same energy she took from the second Wonder Woman into a sequel for Rogue Squadron, I, I, I would be kind of on board with that. Because it, it's just bigger. Yeah. You know, and a war film being bigger uh, feels like it, it's right there. But, you know, I, I get you. Mm. It, it would be muddled. I feel like it would get muddled. Yeah. And I, 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 I kind of feel like from this point out, they, they really just have to do like singles, right? Single, like one offs. Like, because yeah. again, to try to, to weave a narrative between what could potentially be, you know, an endless amount of movies, it's just going to feel a little bit too di- to, too con- convoluted to follow that, right? So it would be a Rogue yeah. Squadron, a Star Wars story. And yeah, it would, yeah, it would, yeah, it would right. have to be like that type of thing for, for it to really work 100%. Yeah, yeah. As much as I want to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're definitely right. I feel like the trilogy would, the trilogy kind of uh, style should be reserved for the big Star Wars films because those are those epics, right? Mm-hmm. Those episodic ones. Um, how about, what would you feel about like Blue Squadron? Like other squadrons? Kind of kind of messing it up. Because there was, there's Red Squadron. Yeah, there's Gold you know, Squadron. Yeah, Rogue Squadron. Red, Red Squadron. There was a, there was a, you know, Phoenix Squadron mm-hmm. at some point. Right? Stuff like that. So how would you feel about different perspectives of the conflict? A la... <laughs> flags of our fathers uh, that would be cool that that would be an interesting concept to and make a movies and not a tv show mm-hmm. that yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. all done within like like have it be like a time fuck a, a la mm. christopher nolan you know he tries to tell mm. different a different a, a movie within <laughs> different time frames and stuff like that but have it be like yeah. rogue squadron is a week or whatever blue, blue yeah. squadron movie only happens within that hour you know th- yeah. th- that would be very fucking interesting to do yeah it's something i like dunkirk mm-hmm. right dunkirk where it's what it was like minutes hours or oh, seconds hours minutes how does time work yeah seconds minutes hours yeah. right wasn't that that was the that was the cold thing minutes, so it would yeah. be cool right mm-hmm. yeah so it was like a time frame so it would be cool to see like rogue squadron reinforcing i don't know blue squadron and then we don't know what happened but a blue squadron movie would kind of elaborate on mm. like what happened and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that would be freaking cool. That would be dope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk trailers. So trailers. we have three trailers to talk about. Spider Man, uh across the universe no, across the multi no, across the Spideyverse. Yeah, what, across the Spideyverse. Whatever yeah. the fuck, man. It's gonna make a shit ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> like me on a podcast that nobody really listens to isn't gonna affect its numbers what whatsoever if I get the name wrong. But um the sequel to yeah, the, the Spider-Man. The sequel yeah. to the animated what to say the good Spider-Man film, would that be too much of a stretch? Yeah. yeah one of the one of the well, one of the better one ones. One of the better ones, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really good though. I feel like that paved the way for No Way Home in my in my theory <laughs> opinion. Um wait, didn't it come out like roughly around the same time? Or I think it came up before. Before, right? Like a yeah. year before. Yeah. Cause it's kind yeah, it's kind yeah, of yeah. like Talking about stuff that happened pre-pandemic is <laughs> there's just a gap. Yeah, we might as well be talking about shit that happened a century ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this one it's a sequel. It looks fun. It looks almost exactly the same as the first one. Which not like to to be a bad thing or anything because the first one was awesome and it was hilarious and 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 fun and heart heartwarming and all that shit that you want in a Spider-Man film. So this feels more like it's a continuation, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know a lot about the Spider-Man universe, so though you were naming characters, I was like, I have no idea who these people are. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's I, I don't know about it as well. Uh, I would just know the general gist of them. Mm-hmm. So essentially, well, from Miguel O'Hara uh, forms. They're not called the I don't think they're called the Spider Society. They're called something else. But like they basically they protect the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So if you imagine the multiverse being a bunch of webs, 
Like those are the spiders in between that, you know, save and protect it and stuff like that. So there, if I remember, there weren't like an army of them <laughs> yet, but there was just like, like a, a, like the Avengers, right? There are like five of them and they're like the heavy hitters and stuff like that. Mm. But now in here and to some extent, the comics, there's like an army of them. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like Jessica Drew, I recognize, I definitely recognize Miguel O'Hara, I definitely recognize, but there are other ones like, um, Mayday, I think uh, Mayday May, which is the daughter of Spider-Man, N- not the baby that we saw in the trailer, but like one who actually took up the lineage mm, Okay. along with uh, with Mary Jane. Like Mary Jane also gets like a suit, I think. And like it's a family, like all three of them. And like she's not canon anymore, but like it, to see her there, yeah. <laughs> to see her and part of the society. And then there's Spider-Cop. I think there was the Insomniac Spider-Man in there, which is from the video game. So like to see all those characters be in, in one movie, it's it's jam packed. Yeah, it's a little bit overwhelming. Like, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, like, <laughs> there's a scene where they riff on Spider-Man always doing the Jesus holding up things with his webs. <laughs> yeah. And they kind of just walk over him or something like that. In the last trailer, they talk about like it all happened after my like my uncle died. And then, then, then the psychiatrist who's also a Spider-Man is like, let me guess, he told you something about power and responsibility <laughs> like stuff like that. We've gone to the point where that those those pivotal moments in that comic book character's life are jokes. Yeah, have become... <laughs> for good reason. Oh, Jesus. Um, and they also like, yeah. they, they do a little meta with the the, the, mm. the meme, the Spider-Man meme. That's, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and But this time yeah. it's like multiplied by a million or whatever the fuck. Everybody's yeah. pointing at the other Spider-Man. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't understand. It's not, it's not a critique, but I just historically every Spider-Man has been, you know, has a very high intellect. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just assuming that all of them have a high intellect. But also the Spider-Man or Spider-Woman, you know, the Spider People, uh, have also been goofballs. Mm-hmm. So like them kind of going with like you, me, it's just <laughs> like it's just a, it's such a Spider person. You know thing what to the do. trailer kind of reminded me of? Mm. You remember the the PS One Spider Man game? Yeah, it kind of reminded yeah, yeah, yeah. me of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna yeah, be just a yeah. bunch of random shit happening. <laughs> yeah, just a, it's a, yeah. It's 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 gonna be. I mean, I'm real like Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Other than No Way Home, mm-hmm. right? It's it's one of my favorite uh, animated Spider Mans, just because it does so much in terms of justice of the character of Miles Morales but also it's not afraid to pull its pu- to you know punch out not pull its punches it's not afraid to go out yeah right like that movie was fairly sad yeah <laughs> and stuff like that you know and like like the void the the artwork is on point the music was definitely on point and just like the acting as well even all their voices yeah was freaking fantastic yeah and and hopefully well not hopefully we pretty much is written on the wall that this movie is going to be gangbusters and it, it, it's encouraging to see an animated film get so well received, you know, like, yeah, it kind of makes me think, like, how come isn't uh, DC, you know, pushing for because they uh, if the one thing that DC has been able to, to get a handle on is their animation, you know, like, so why haven't they been able then they've been pushing for more of a theatrical release to their animated films because usually just yeah, that's a good point to straight to VOD. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, do you feel like it's because Spider-Man's just massive? Is Batman not? I, I f- is Superman not? Well, I feel like, well, Superman in live action yeah. is. But, you know, there's that disconnect where there's that wall where the animated stuff and the live action are separate entities. Yeah. So, like, I could, Spider-Man and uh, Batman and Superman, definitely. But I feel like the general populace likes him in live action rather than a cartoon animated version. For Spider-Man, for some reason, <laughs> I mean, it it's also the live action, you know, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire and stuff like that. But also the animated did fairly well by itself and it didn't rely on those live action characters. Mm-hmm. Right? It just it just relied on Spider-Man <laughs> being Spider-Man. And, they you know, they explained that there's multiple Spider-Man and that didn't. Like, No Way Home was already hard mm-hmm. explaining two different Spider-Men. But imagine five in the first movie and then billions in this, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So the fact that the audience can absorb that without any real difficulty and a cartoon Batman mm-hmm. is what's being, like, yeah, I mean, the difficulty in it. Definitely, for yeah. sure, the, that, you know, the, the titular characters on the DC side have a more 
live action aura to them just because that's yeah. like that's what we've seen like we haven't seen an animated a superman show since the new adventure no that's the the live action show right the um the it's the same like the ba- the superman animated series? yeah the superman animated yeah, yeah since yeah, like the late series. 90s yeah. So uh, maybe, and even then, it's sporadic. Yeah. With the one-shot movies, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I would like to see them because, like, you you look at what the the DC animated has done over the past fifteen years or something. I mm. I would would argue that they ri- rival the the MCU to some extent. Yeah. You know, like obviously MCU yeah. is live action and all that shit, and and DC is is animated, so you get you're able to be able to do more. But that story is insane. Like how they 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 weaved it through. Like how it starts with Flashpoint and it ends with fucking uh, Justice League Apocalypse Dark. It's yeah, like yeah, the end yeah, of yeah. everything. <laughs> it's like a- yeah, I I feel like that's the issue. Yeah, is that DC films tend to be kind of the same narrative mm-hmm. in terms of like their epicness right we do there's going to be a confrontation with dark side we like we kind of know what barry allen you know superman's origins are and you can't really diverge from that too much but when it comes to like say spider-man you have that general you know that he has an uncle ben but you introduce miles morales who we've never seen at all before and then there's that kind of new element i suppose but when it comes to like the Superman, even every movie, you kind of get the general gist on who he is, who his family was, where his origins were, and I feel like that's that's the structure of it. Like I could definitely, I could see them doing a Batman animated TV sh- a movie, but okay, here goes the Waynes. They're going down Crime Alley. You know, what I mean, like how do you how do you change up the how would you how would you change up the formula to make it kind of like a Spider Verse kind of thing? So. Like okay, so just taking from what you said, like mm-hmm. they would have to be one of the the one offs, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, uh, Batman Beyond type of type of thing, where you get a a Batman who's known in the you know quote unquote underground of the of the fandom, but then catapult him into something resembling what Miles Morales has turned into, because like mm-hmm. Miles Morales is a character that's been around for twenty years or something. And until the the movie came out, like who who really gave a shit about him? But now everybody gives a shit about him so much so that it's it's a DLC on the the PS PS five or PS four, yeah, whichever one yeah. it is, uh, yeah. Spider Man video game. So yeah, I would feel like maybe they they start off with a a, a big budget <laughs> animated Batman Beyond film. Yeah, <laughs> I can yeah, even say it with a straight face. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's because the thing is with Miles Morales, his narrative is so so similar to Peter's. Yeah, you know, like everyone loves Peter Parker and Spider Man, and having his to some extent his successor kind of thing, and and I see it with Batman Beyond as well. You know, you have like um, I forget his name, um, the Batman Beyond's name, Terry. <laughs> Terry McGinnis, yeah. yeah, Terry, yeah, you have Terry McGinnis's family is still alive and stuff like that, and then you have, you have Batman who's like this old kind of character, and then you can have him like the mentor, and it's kind of like Batman, uh, Batman, uh, Peter B. Parker, right? You can can kind of have him in the mentorship role, but also the thing is with that, Batman, with with Peter Parker, P- Peter B. Parker, he has he has vulnerability. Mm. He he can't perform as a father. Right, he like he's scared to have a kid, and you know, like he's he has that tragicness, and he's like, and there's comedy built into it as well. Like he's crying in the in the bathtub, <laughs> yeah. you know. What I mean, right? And he's eating like I've been working out, and he's like eating pizza, and his gut is getting huge <laughs> and stuff like that. How would you make Batman, other than just being him a badass Batman, and being him in like a more of a maybe like a sad old man? Like he's he he tries to fight, he breaks his hip, oh kind of. <laughs> Kind of, kind of thing, you know, maybe like that, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, because then, because it goes counter to what Batman is, because Batman would suck it up. Yeah. He wouldn't make complaints, right? You know, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, like, to to, to talk about the Batman Beyond, like, Terry, his, again, his, I think his mom and his sister are alive, but his dad died. But then, yeah, as you progress on the story and watch like justice league unlimited and watch the other animated shows that they were trying to kind of like weave together fucking 25 years ago or whatever it was at this point <laughs> um it turned out that a man like amanda waller knew that the world needed a batman right 
yeah. So like she this big ass convoluted plan to basically make uh, Terry McGinnis's father genetically the same as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So that the, that oh, gene, wasn't he it is huh? Yeah, wasn't he? He isn't he like a genetic? That's why he tried to. Did she um, Waller? I don't remember, but Waller tried to mimic the exact like conditions that turned him into Batman. Yeah, exactly. Isn't yeah. Terry an actual like genetic? Yeah, like clone genetic or, son like, to Bruce Wayne. Yeah, to Bruce Wayne, yeah. right? Because he tried to do the same thing with yeah, everything. It, yeah, it, it's. It, it could I could see it working because you know you have the mentor you have the family you have that person who is who's, who's grown up with Batman and you have that in Miles Morales with Super with Spider-Man oh, all the S's yeah but Spider-Man uh, I don't yeah I don't know why they would they wouldn't maybe it's it's that convolutedness that it's because you can get pretty convoluted with with you have to kind of explain with Batman and kind of without leaning into Batman because you'd rather watch a Batman film at that point. Yeah, that's true. I would, than, I would rather just roll fucking Dark Knight yeah. or something. Just to yeah, <laughs> you'd rather, I'd rather see what Bruce Wayne's doing because you know Terry McGinnis. But for some reason, with uh, Into the Spider Verse, you have uh, you know you have Miles Morales, and but you also have Peter Parker. Mm-hmm mentoring him along and then I don't know where here's another Spider-Man and another and another <laughs> yeah. like, everyone else yeah. yeah so it's uh, yeah it's it's an interest that's what makes Into the Spider-Verse so good because it's it's able to accomplish what a lot of these a lot of what DC's tries to do well and broader yeah I mean the, there definitely is a like I feel like also because like the the relatively unknown of Miles Morales, mm-hmm. they had the opportunity to play with the character more off more. Yeah. Then yeah, he's more in the comics than uh, the mainstream. Yeah, kind of thing. for sure. So, yeah. I mean, it's the movie. I'm not gonna see it in the theaters, but once it does come out in one of the streaming services, I'm definitely gonna catch it. It looks fun. It looks uh, amazing. I can't. Yeah. I, mean, I can wait, but you know. <laughs> I can't. I'll probably watch it in the theater. In the theater. You're going to have a busy, busy summer, right? Like, how many fucking movies yeah. are coming out? <laughs> yeah, Transformers and this. I think there's another one down the line. Yeah, yeah there's a lot. Flash. Yeah, Flash, right. Flash. Um, let's yeah. talk Dune 2. Dune 2. Yeah, we uh, we kind of like jumped the gun a little bit last week. Uh, we said we we're going to talk about it, and we just completely just led into the Guardians <laughs> discussion that we had, but we're both big fans, massive fans of the first one, of Dune 2021, not the 1984, 5? Which one? The, I kind of want to watch that. Yeah, me too. I want to see like yeah, right. what... what the, the Obviously, there's going to be a lot of uh, differences in the graphics and stuff like that, but just the story to see <laughs> what David yeah. Lynch did, especially like considering that David Lynch is a very eclectic director. <laughs> like mm, that's a big word. Yeah, he, <laughs> he he definitely has a style. So yeah. Um. So, but Dune two. First off, like, what 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 you think of the trailer? Yeah, I, I'm I I need it. You need it like, now. I, I need I, I need it right now just because it feels bigger. Yeah. Because Dune one felt a lot of, and I could see how audiences wouldn't really vibe with it, but it felt really like setting up kind of the foundation and the lore and I'm right there for it when you add these beautiful cinematography and cinematic shots but here it feels like the shit's hitting the fan right and like there's war now and there's huge battles and like there's a mountain of corpses being burned (laughs) (laughs) yeah I agree with you there like the first one was definitely a lot of setup Um, I, I think of it as like in the Lord of the Rings the first the first film and then like the first seven hours of the second film it, they're all just walking right and then at the end of the yeah. of the second film it's this big giant battle and the third one is basically a, just the big giant battle continued so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, with this one it feels like whatever whatever was building in the first one it's going to be the the massive culmination because like this is essentially like a galactic war right with yeah. all the um the houses to some extent declaring war on the the emperor being led or well, the emperor while they're being led by the uh treatise house of treaties yeah treaties? it's like from what i remember the house of treaties was was a very popular house mm. and the emperor got jelly yeah and decided to like get house harkin and 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 some of his sakar guards which is his personal guard to like wipe them out 
basically. But the thing is, one dude lived, like the <laughs> heir apparent to it has lived. So now we're gonna we're gonna see that what he does, right? Yeah. Like it looks like he joins the the Fremen. Oh, that's what happened in the first one. Yeah, he joins the Fremen. Mm-hmm. So now it looks like he has a, a more central part. Because at the end of the trailer, he's like on this plateau and with a knife in hand, and everyone's like, "Yeah!" and he's like, "Yeah!" Yeah, the and battle cry. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like they're all on one page, so maybe we'll see him kind of become that leader, maybe. <laughs> That's funny. Everybody's banking on him being the one. And, like, remember in the first one, the um, the League of Witches or where the fuck the mom belongs to? The, the, the yeah, old, yeah, like... The old the old lady yeah. is like, you what, you think you're the only one? Like, we have other prospects. <laughs> yeah, it's a game. It's a giant game because they all have, they all have different, you know, quote unquote ones yeah. that they're they're guarding and and mentoring and stuff like that and directing and yeah, yeah. It's it's hilarious. It feels like just a giant game. <laughs> I like how in um, um, Josh Brolin's character kind of like he doesn't die. We don't see him get killed like explicitly yeah. in the first one. Um, yeah. But he, like towards the last hour and a half or something, he's just gone after the battle, right? After um, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, what's it? The Harkonnen? The, the Harkins? The Harkins attacked. And there's like, yeah. oh shit, what happened to him? And even Josh Brolin was like, hey, I thought I was more in this movie. <laughs> 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 but now, like, he, I, I, yeah. I'm guessing he's going to play like a, a pretty big role in, in some sense, like, because he obviously isn't clued into like the bigger picture. Yeah. He's maybe going to be like the oh we got to attack now or we got to revenge the father now and that type of shit you know so yeah he's confirmed in the trailer as well yeah yeah that we see him yeah. alive yeah which is great I mean if you watch any film you you know he's probably if they don't see a body the guy's probably alive <laughs> or something like that <laughs> totally not like Jason Momoa's character where his body straight up just falls oh on. man yeah yeah I wish he would have come back like he could have stayed with them. But I guess like yeah. to, to die uh, with honor or some whatever bullshit code they they live with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honor to protect the the emperor at all costs. No, to protect the the, uh, the, the heir, heir or something. Because like yeah. it's an emperor. So what mm. would the heads of of the houses be? Dukes. The dukes. There you go. To, to yeah, dukes and duchesses. Yeah. yeah. So they would have land and stuff. Yeah. Like so that. Yeah. to protect the the duke of house of treaties. Uh, yeah. Sworn to it, he sacrificed himself. Uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. Fine. <laughs> play. You just play at my he died. heart like that bastard. <laughs> like you could go, yeah. go with him. Exactly. Close the lock, the door. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see a lot more, uh, a lot more you know, new, new characters and new the actors. Uh, Sean Austin's character, Florence Pugh's character. Um, yeah, yeah, Javier Bardem. He was in the first one, even though Ernie doesn't remember. But he was in the first yeah, one. Yeah, I, I, I do not remember because <laughs> I remember the last bit of it being a like a little taste of the sequel because mm-hmm. we do see a, a warm rider kind of thing. But that's what I remember. I don't remember him showing up at all. Yeah, you just have to go on the old Google machine and put Paul kills <laughs> uh, what's his face, and there you go. You see him. <laughs> I'm probably gonna rewatch it, and I'll do it that way yeah, instead. Definitely, just like that. That you're not my supervisor. That film is so dense. Like I, we saw it. Yeah, uh, yeah. When the fuck did we see it? Twenty, like twenty, early 2022, right? Like yeah, more than a year know. ago. About around that time. That sounds right. Or was it late 22? I don't know. It, it was a while ago we saw it, and then I recently rewatched it within the last couple of months, and I was like, holy shit! I did not pick this a uh, pick up on this the first time around. So yeah, there is definitely uh, merits yeah. uh, a, a rewatch, especially now that the the new one is going to come out uh, in November. Exciting stuff. Yeah, for sure. It feels like that. Yeah, it feels like that dense kind of film where you're like, oh, this thing happens. Like I didn't notice this. Like there's Oscar Isaac's butt again. <laughs> and then, you know, so. Yeah. All right, let's uh, wrap this up and let's talk about Oppenheimer. Uh, Oppenheimer, yes, the, the trailer that brought Joel to tears. Yes, it did. Before Guardians, yes, before Guardians of the <laughs> Galaxy, um, they aired the Oppenheimer trailer, and it did bring a tear to my. Eye. I'm not, gonna, I'm not ashamed to admit it. It did bring a tear to my. Eye. And um, or we saw this before we started recording, and Ernie tried to guess at what point, and <laughs> he didn't tell me. So I'm, I'm anxious to see at, at what point do you think I started crying. Uh, I, I think. At uh, where Matt Damon was yelling, like, why? 
because it's gonna change the the fabric of you know the world that's yeah or something that like was that. that was the part, part yeah that yeah. that was the part um <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah um he says like they're they're arguing about why they're going to like bring all these resources together and, and matt damon's like because this is the most important thing that's going to ever happen in the history of this planet and that's basically yeah. Yeah, like yeah. holy shit it in a way he's he's correct you know like i'm yeah we're come we're coming at this in this movie to like having a a unique point of view because since we are both you know big history buffs and especially a lot of this history revolving around World War Two, it's kind of hard mm. not to get into the details of the Manhattan Project and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. So like seeing it actually be represented in a big budget film with one of the better directors of the newest generation in Nolan. Um, mm. It's kind of like, holy shit, this is amazing, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, that didn't bring me to tears, mm. but uh, I it, the whole trailer made me feel... A, <laughs> I have no soul. Hey, well, I, I, no, I, there was a scene, the whole trailer's feeling of uh, desperation, mm. you know, discovery, mm. but also I, I couldn't help feel a sense of dread yeah. throughout the whole thing because if, if i could sum up this trailer it would be the road to hell is paved with good intentions and there's a scene where it's like it's it feels like it's a it's a comedic moment but if you really think about it, it's like goddamn crap like of course there's a scene where i think he's talking to another scientist uh, oppenheimer and he's like this is gonna what to change the world or something mm-hmm. like that and like that is if they build a bigger one yeah and it's like Wait, like, <laughs> wait a bit. Like, like he's 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 right. And then also, also that uh, it reminds me of the, the maker of the AK forty seven, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I Kalish- think Andrei Kalishnikov. Yeah. yeah, the uh, the Kalishnikov, and he he saw the AK as this weapon to be like one of the last weapons um, in terms of like freedom because it's going to be you know used so often. It's good, so it's easily replaceable. It's something that will, in his eyes, weirdly enough, would um, be like used for peace. Yeah. But if you see it now and it's used for, you know, resistance, like a symbol of resistance and like it's the cheapest kind of military hardware you have. So there's so many of it, you know, and it's used like on various magnitudes of wartime fronts. It's like who and that's like he wanted it to be a sign of peace, but it's been warped. So I I didn't cry, but the sense of like, oh, crap, you know, kind of (laughs) how could they not think about that? Like, what if they make a bigger one? Like it's it's to end the war. But in the end of I think in the end of the trailer also, it's like what happens after? Yeah. Like they didn't they 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 were so caught up to see if they could. They didn't think about if they should kind of thing. Yeah, I mean like you you summed it up perfectly. The 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 road to hell was paved with good intentions and you ha- we have to be able to get in the mindset of these people, you know, like in the beginning of the trailer it, it was like, "Oh, the Germans are 18 months ahead of us." And how in the mm-hmm. world would you possibly know that? Um obviously knowing now we have the the benefit of, you know, hindsight and all that shit that because we're 70 years, 80 years at this point now past <laughs> World War 2. So yeah. we, we know stuff that, okay, maybe the Germans were close, but not as close as they thought at that point. Like, we have all this shit going through our head. But at the time, they didn't know any of this shit. You know, like, no, no. they thought that yeah. the, the, the fear of Hitler having a nuclear bomb was beyond any fear that, that we've experienced in the last 80 years since the end of World War II. Like, not even, not even, the, cold, not even the Cold War. Because, like, at a certain extent... You know, mad mutual, mutually assured discru- destruction was a thing. You know, so it's like, hey, if they blow us up, at least we're gonna blow us, them up, and they know we got them. Like we're all dead. So who gives a yeah. shit at that point? But yeah. knowing that Hitler wa- wanted to basically con- conquer the world, and he was like fucking very close to doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. So there, there, there's that kind of desperation, right? Yeah. Where they need to, and we all have a general gist, I hope, of what World War Two was, mm-hmm. right? Not not just us, uh, you and I, but just the people. Mm-hmm. Like World War Two was a big deal, and that it would have changed the fabric and power dynamic of the world if uh, whatever side swung left or right. Yeah, right. So that that desperation is 
it's established first in this trailer but also now they think about the sacrifices they're doing you know they're bringing their families on this base and stuff and they're like they have to stay there and they are not told anything so i kind of understand that scientist that matt damon screams at yeah. but also now you think oppenheimer's like uh it's going to end the war, but how? What? what's the technology going to do in the future? Mm-hmm. And, like, for the most part, we're still in that stagnant kind of mad, like you said, mutually assured destruction. Like, if you go with that, we're going to blow you guys <laughs> up as well. And we've been, we've been living that for 80 years. Like, there hasn't really been a progression in terms of what, in terms of, you know, uh, democ- not democracy, diplomacy. Yeah. Just that we have nukes. We know you have nukes. We're probably going to build bigger nukes <laughs> at some point. And you know, like, and, and just that scene, I, my favorite scene in that whole trailer was, what if they have a bigger one? Yeah. Like, the, he did it. His face was just like, oh crap. What if they do have a bigger one? Like, there's just blank. He didn't think about that. Yeah. And I mean, we know that um, after they, the Trinity test was a, a success. Everybody who worked on that on that project, they basically signed a paper and sent it to Truman and be like, hey, do not use this weapon. Like, we understand this is the wars raging on, um, I guess, in Japan at this point now. And they were like, yeah, let's not use this. You don't know what this is going to mean and for, for humanity. And they used it. Uh, little did, did the Amer- Americans know that the, the Russians had a, the Soviets had a spy from the start, so they knew exactly everything was happening. Spoilers if you don't fucking know the story. History. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happened already. Yeah. Uh, so they basically were, yeah, a few years behind, but not as behind as, as the Americans thought. Yeah. So once the, the Russians started the game and the nuclear race was a thing, like, I think the the biggest bomb ever exploded was a 50 megaton hydrogen bomb, and that was the Tsar Bomba in in Russia. The Tsar Bomba. They wanted to do a 100 megaton, but the scientist who was in charge was like, let's just keep this to 50, because... Yeah, let's tone it down yeah, a little bit, man. Down. Yeah, let's tone up blowing stuff. Yeah, up. they like, they basically did a, a a math like a figure, and they they concluded that four. I think it was at forty or four hundred. I don't know. It was something that were you know at the highest point the the, the highest point of the Cold War there was like forty thousand weapons, right? Yeah. But they only really needed like 400 to destroy the planet completely. You know, anything anything yeah. above that, you would just be bombing dust. That's how they put yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing left. Yeah, it's I that's I'm I'm always on the fence when it comes to these with this bio almost biographical films because we kind of know the outcome. Yeah, right. But the trailer and Nolan does beautifully, annoyingly beautifully, is he gives that context. Yeah, those those a those. Areas that are gray where they knew what this was going to do to our species, but they did it anyway. And like, we it's easy to say that oh, it's it's because of the war or it's because of this and it's because of that, but it's it's cool to see boots on the ground in terms of their what's their their thinking, yeah, right? Even through their loved ones, I yeah. think. Uh, Oppenheimer's wife, uh, I can't think about the, the actress Emily on the top Blunt. of my head, Emily Blunt, thank you. Emily Blunt's character is just like just seeing that context through different people and different perspectives is going to make this thing that we've known already we already know what happens the nuke happened we won world war ii you know oppenheimer told truman not to do that oh wait not truman yeah it was truman uh truman yeah, okay truman. yeah truman not to do that yeah it's all stuff but the context is what this trailer does a really good job and like yeah expressing. and I, I like and this is something actually that my girlfriend pointed out when we were watching the in the theaters mm. that how at first it's like very like yeah america rah 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 very patriotic right but then like the last 20 seconds or 30 seconds or whatever the trailer it's like yeah. oh shit what did we do <laughs> you know and like i also wonder how far yeah, it dies down yeah, <laughs> yeah how far does the story go because post world war ii in into the mm-hmm. 50s and with the red scare Oppenheimer was basically like ostracized from the community because he was a critic. He he's like, mm-hmm. no, we should not be doing this. And then you know Joe McCarthy is like, oh, he's a communist sympathizer, fucking ruin him and all that shit. So are they? I wonder if they're going to like touch on that a little bit, like the last ten minutes or so, show that basically Oppenheimer, you know, died without anything, like all his accomplishments. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, right. They have to. They they definitely have to. Like it reminds me of the show Chernobyl. 
Like, and it, it, spoilers, but it starts, it starts with the scientists who told them that this is bad. You know, yeah. who who saw the Chernobyl incident and saw, like the ramifications and what they needed to do, and he was ostracized. And then it starts with him kind of just you know dying, he killed himself, or not dying, <laughs> but yeah, but it shows just his life now, and then we get that context mm-hmm. after. So I could very well see. I mean, it's called Oppenheimer. So I could very <laughs> well see uh, him. You know, like him being ostracized. Was he deported? No, 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 no. He wasn't deported. Oh, he wasn't he deport- was just. He wasn't like, deported. They didn't. They didn't give him any more or grants like, for studies. I think he was yeah. fired. Like a whole bunch of fucked up shit happened. You know, like what, yeah, okay, whatever yes. they could do to ruin them, they did. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see Matt Damon's character at least helping him be comfortable. Mm-hmm. But he can't do what he loves, you know, science. Yeah. He can't do he can't do that stuff, or he can't, you know, uh, he can't push for different innovations in terms of the nuclear sciences. I don't know if that's saying I'm saying that correctly, but he seems like that he's a you know ahead in his field, mm-hmm. and he can't bring his perspective onto the ever changing landscape of the Earth in terms in terms of that technology. So I could see him becoming like as old as old fashioned as it is, or as cliched as it is, you know, just you know, at home just in a uh, in a hospice mm. with like his papers you know and just th- with the tv on and like what uh, the red scare and then he's like it's happening again yeah or something like that or something something haunting because it it feels like like your girlfriend said that it's it's very america hoorah like it's the avengers we have Albert einstein let's blow his hat off so you can see his like his famous hair you know it's like <laughs> yeah. it's very uh, assemble the the brightest minds and the what is it? The industrial might of America against this common enemy. But once that common enemy is felled, what are we there? Like, what do we have left? Yeah. And kind of things. It, yeah. It's very haunting. Yeah. And it, that's like, in it, that, like I told you that, that, that moment I, I, I did tear up when Matt Damon's character says that, but it was more oversaw because like overall, because I know the story to some extent, you know, like I know why they needed to do this, why they did it, what, it represented for humanity as a whole and where we are now, you know, yeah. <laughs> like just seeing that yeah. trajectory from 1940, 45 to, to 2023, you know, you could track that all that from everything that's ever happened in the last hundred years to the, the first Trinity test. Yeah, you bastards, you knew it. You knew what you were doing. You know what you're getting into. Now we're here again and we're like threatening nuclear war. <laughs> yeah, today it's it's oof, yeah, it's a, it's a scary uh thought about a nuclear war yeah. now, but let's uh let's give props to uh, Killian Murphy cuz that oh yeah. that dude is Yeah. Like I'm sure he's going to kill it in the movie, but as the trailer so far, he is killing it. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's blowing away everyone, even Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Like just just him standing next to Matt Damon, I feel like he is just. I'm sorry, Matt. I know you're listening. I know you're a fan of our show, but just he his his demeanor. Really? If, if he it's, won't, yeah, he won't return I, my text anymore, man. What happened? Uh, <laughs> oh, he did. Oh, see, that explains a lot. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Maybe we can get Murphy on. Yeah, Murphy. And <laughs> nah, nah. Let's go with RDJ. He's in the film as well. We could get RDJ. RDJ's with his cameo. Right? It's Avengers. It's all going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah, be his funny little if we, uh, Tom if Cruise. We see Chris Evans just walk in the background. <laughs> Chris Evans as Captain America because it's World War II. Yeah. He's, he's in uniform yeah. for some reason. But this is Endgame Chris Evans when he goes back and re- to return everything. We just see him in the background. Oh, you just see him creeping like da 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 da. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. How could I forget RDJ? RDJ. Yeah, he's he's in the point of his career where I think anything he does feels like because there's so much experience mm-hmm. behind his demeanor right like even not just experience but his life yeah so that that that, that couple of seconds that we saw him <laughs> i i could feel the urgency like truman needs to know your next yeah. move and then murphy's like oh huh? <laughs> <laughs> well he didn't say ah oh, but you know his face was like he doesn't it's know like, holy shit that's rdj so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> are you are you are you iron man <laughs> uh, yeah uh but Oppenheimer is June? No, July? Something like that? July. Yeah. I think so, yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see it, especially like when when they were still filming the, the movie a couple years ago, it was like it was said that Nolan recreated the first nuclear explosion. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he yeah, did exactly. with that. Yeah, <laughs> little hype man. Yeah. Little hyper dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I also like the fact in the in the film where uh, they they kind of make make turn it into an offhanded joke, but at the time it was a real concern that they were going to set the <laughs> the atmosphere on fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. it's yeah, the benefit of hindsight, yeah. man. We can joke about real terrors. Yeah, but <laughs> potentially killing a planet. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon's face, like, it's a, what was what does Murphy say? It's a zero percent. Well, is it, yeah, it's, like, it's nearly zero. And then Matt Damon's like, nearly, nearly zero. zero. And he's like, it's like, what do you want from nearly. theory? It's like a zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be interestingly funny when it comes, because Nolan's stuff, I've only watched, I watched the Batmans, of mm-hmm. course. I've watched Dunkirk and I've watched, uh, tenet and there's not a lot of a massive humor in that no. right there's maybe like you know to reduce the tension here and then you know but oh and um uh, inception inception yeah and inception yeah i, I didn't watch memento yet. <laughs> oh, but yeah there's not a lot of the, that offhand humor and seeing that the, the benefit of hindsight does feel feel funny <laughs> yeah totally it's um yeah it's a story that y- you wouldn't think it would lend itself to you know a big fucking christopher nolan production but i just think i just feel like christopher nolan is such a eccentric filmmaker that he could turn anything mm. and turn it into a massive fucking big budget you know grandiose yeah. film yeah batman i mean that's a perfect yeah. example who would have thought batman to reach those levels but yeah christopher nolan you person can't wait to see it well that's going to be it for this episode of pop salsa Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to help us grow, leave a rating or review. And while you're at it, subscribe to the show. For show updates or to ask us a question, follow us on Twitter at PopSalsaHQ or check out our link tree in the description below. I've been your host as always, Joel, accompanied by good buddy and co-host Ernesto. Hey. Catch you next week on Pop Salsa.